Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Five Questions with Dr. K. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Five Questions with Dr. K. I am your host, Erica Kelly, and we have an exceptional guest on today's show. He is a gentleman that is known in our area as the Silver Fox. I know you know who that is. None other than Mr. Art Edwards. How are you doing, sir? Good morning, Erica. Good. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm trying to be as excited about this morning as you are. Well, you might as well be. When you get my age, every day is an exciting, exciting. day. Yes, it's sir. It's an adventure. I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. you got some exciting information to be sharing with our listeners. You, you just wrote a book. Yes, I did. To God be the glory. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it looks really exciting and engaging, and it's called From Sword to Pen, and we're going to talk a little bit about it and how it came about. But I always like to start my podcast by asking my guests to tell us a little bit about themselves and their background. So tell us about who you are. Thank you very much, Erica. How far do we go back? Uh, as far as you want to go back, sir. I was born, mm -hmm. of course, uh, in the town of Mangum. Yeah, and where is nope. it? That's that's I would say that's south of say Rayville. Rayville, okay. We're yeah, still in northeast Louisiana. We still are. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm, November seventeenth. That was my day of arrival. Okay. And uh, born to the parents of King Solomon Edwards. Interesting. And my mother was named Mary. Okay. Now, that doesn't make it biblical. I know. I don't know what does. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm from a family of 11. I have 10 siblings. Okay? Wow. My parents had seven boys and four girls. Okay. So I'm the ninth child and fifth son. Wow. My dad had seven sons. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Wow. So how did being raised in a large family kind of shape your views of the world and how you go about your business? Negotiating skills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had to know how to negotiate. <laughs> uh, walk across the aisle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, reach some common ground. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the biscuit may be yours, <laughs> but I need it as well. Right. <laughs> Let's share the biscuit. Yeah. And we'll both be happy. Yes, yes. It's a win, win, win. Got you. Got so you. You do that about 10 times around, and uh, <laughs> there you go. Let there go you, my ego. There you go. So, how did you go from being raised in Mangum to coming to Monroe? How did that come about? Hmm. Now, here we go. Let's go uh, down the road a piece. I left Mangum, mm, say, when I was about. Five or six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A little piece up the road is a little place called Delco. Delco. Never heard of it. I know. It's a little, <laughs> yeah, a little place, mm -hmm. a little community, not a town. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There was a little elementary school there. Mm -hmm. It was called Pardue Elementary. Pardue. P-A-R-D-U-E. Mm -hmm. I, I attended that school, strictly elementary, from first grade to the fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Then we moved. Okay. Then we came to Rayville. Okay. Which is a step up. Which is a step up. <laughs> still rule, but a step rule, up. But a yeah. step up, right. 
Came to Rayville. Uh, I was fifth grade. Okay. Started at the Eula D. Britton High School. Oh. The biggest school I'd ever seen in my life. Oh. Fifth grade. It had bricks. <laughs> it came from, you know, old wood school. Yeah. About four or five rooms tops yeah. to serve uh, grades one through, say, seven. Yeah. So now I got, I'm got. i in a brick school. Yeah. You know, several buildings, long hallways. Oh. That's basically how we got there. Mm-hmm. We moved. Gotcha, you moved. Yeah, so, okay. and that's where I uh, did my, uh, of course, finished grade school and then did my high school, mm-hmm. graduated Unity Britain High School in 1966. Okay, so you are a veteran. So tell us a little bit about what branch of the armed services you served in and a little bit about how that experience hmm. was. Okay. There was an old sitcom some years ago, you might remember it, uh, Jefferson's. Yes, remember yes. that? Moving on up. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes, yes. On the east side. Yes. Uh, George would, uh, when he was trying to sell himself, mm-hmm. but he wanted to appear that he had humble beginnings. Yes, yes. He would tell the so-called financier that he was dealing with that he was from Georgia mm. and he was a son of a sharecropper. Yeah. I was not from Georgia, but I was a son of a sharecropper. Hmm. Okay, now how does that fit in here? Well, here we go. Coming from that background, you know, son of a sharecropper, I knew my parents could not afford to send me to college. Mm-hmm. There was a chance that I could possibly get a scholarship, and I did have an offer, but it wasn't one that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided on my own that the best way to provide for my education would be to join the military. Mm. I made a decision that I didn't want to get in the Army. Okay. I didn't want uh, the Marines. I didn't want the uh, Navy, Coast Guard. I decided Air Force was my best bet. Okay. You know, four years, I found out that's what it would take, the initial term, no fighting, Oh, good. In and out. You know, okay. that was during the uh, Vietnam era. Gotcha, at that time. yeah. I graduated in 1966. That was the year I went into the military. Yeah, the military, okay. Air Force specifically. Mm-hmm. That took a turn, if, if you want me to continue along those lines. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Uh, that took a turn. I said, well, uh, no fighting. Uh, get over there and, and do my time and mm-hmm. uh, get out. Yeah. And, uh, but we, it didn't happen that way. Well, that's what a lot of military people really hope for. You know, I mean, you know, you want the benefits without the activity or the, the challenges that also come with it. Sometimes, not for everybody, but yeah. sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. absolutely. So, like I said, uh, the hot, it was the hot of the era, Vietnam era. So, uh, I was in probably about two years of my term in the Air Force, and uh, I. I guess the fickle finger of fate tapped me on the shoulder. <laughs> fickle finger of fate. Yeah. Fickle oh my God. Of fate. You're like a literary genius. Oh my God. <laughs> tapped me on the shoulder. I love that alliteration. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a teacher, so you know I picked that. Ah, okay. okay. <laughs> Initially, I joined No Fighting, right? Mm hmm. Well, I got some orders. Uh, by the way, I was stationed at that time, Homestead Air Force Base in Florida. Oh, just a little short drive up from uh, Miami. Mm. You know, we 
with the, that was our biggest city. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the orders came down and uh, uh, I decided to go ahead and, and accept the orders. It was a volunteer situation. Okay. But what I found out later, it wasn't any ordinary tour to mm-hmm. Vietnam. Uh, this was a special mission, mm. special operation called Operation Safe Side. Okay. Operation Safe Side. So what is the mission? The mission uh, to see if Air Force personnel could protect themselves in hostile environments. Oh, wow. You don't do that without training. Exactly. So I left Homestead. They shipped me to England Air Force Base in Alexandria. I stayed there for a couple of months. And then they shipped me from there to Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Now, there I am. That's the Army base for uh, 101st Airborne. So my training started with the Army Rangers, uh, Advanced Infantry. Okay. They trained us for three months in Advanced Infantry. When we left... Fort Campbell, Kentucky. I was, for all practical purposes, I was Army. Wow. You Even know. though you had enrolled in the Air, Air Force. Force yeah. No fight. Wow. So That's I went awesome. to Vietnam in 1969 as a combat fighting unit, wow. part of a special operation. So wow. that's how uh, that worked out. Yeah. And as they say, the rest is history. History, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. When your tour was over, how did you go from being in the military to civilian life? Very good. Okay, I still uh, was on my, uh, working my vision board. I still wanted to uh, attend college after I got out. I got out in uh, 1970. Hmm, okay. So uh, my sights were still on college, uh, NLU then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> NLU, and that's when I came back to Rayville. The family was still there, of course. Okay. And so here I am. I enrolled at NLU in the fall of 1970. Okay. I did that. Initially was in pre-law. Really? I could see that. Yeah, initially was I in I could pre-law. see that. You're an avid reader. Well, uh-huh. then I was. Yeah, I can, I can see that. <laughs> then I was. So okay. I enrolled in pre-law. Finished the course probably about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to go to law school, right? Right. Well, I found out that NLU did not offer a degree in pre-law during that time. I'm talking 1970. Yeah. And most colleges uh, or law schools would not accept you unless you had a four-year degree. Gotcha. So now I had to uh, restart my wheels. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I changed my major from pre-law to, and I didn't want to lose a lot of hours, so I had mm-hmm. to go into English liberal arts. Okay. And so I then with a history minor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how I come out, you know. Okay. Uh, so that's your degree? Yeah, English the liberal arts. The Silver Fox the has Silver a degree Fox. in English. Hey. <laughs> that was a struggle. Didn't didn't want to yeah, do that. Yeah. But at the same time, I was on the GI Bill, so I couldn't yeah. just stay there. I had to get out. But don't you see how even doing that helps you to do what you've done? I can see it. Yes. I mean, oh, my I God. Can see it. Extraordinary. So, I mean, that just leads us right into this book, From Sword to Pen. I'm looking at a, a version of it right now. It mm-hmm. is visually stunning. It's captivating. Very interesting. I love the fact that a gentleman that is of a level of maturity that you are 
has just released, I'm assuming this is your first book, right? Yes, absolutely. First book. Oh my God. What a tremendous accomplishment. It took me about seven or eight years to do that. Wow. The premise of the book is about a combat warrior and his struggles to write himself by writing his truth. So we did dive a little bit into your past in the military, but when you came out, based on this book, you had some, some struggles, right? Some issues. Yeah. And Absolutely. Would you define it as PTSD? Uh, yes, I would and uh, had no idea yeah. what that was. Yeah. And if you can share with some of our listeners, what were some of the the ways that you exhibited that? You know, if you feel comfortable sharing, what, what were some of the ways that or the, the actions that came out in your life that related right back to these struggles when you went to war? Mm -hmm. Uh, probably I was impatient. Mm, okay. Anger. Mm. Had a lot of anger things. I yeah. had to work through a lot of anger situations. Uh, little things. Yeah, so you had a short fuse maybe? Very short. Yeah. Very short. Yeah. You know, just little things you wouldn't think of that would mean anything to anybody. Mm. And you don't even know why that they happen. You know? Right, right. Going in a building, I would go in and I would look for an exit really? to make sure that uh, I could get out. Wow. Because you didn't want to feel trapped. Didn't want to feel trapped. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you like a way out. Mm -hmm. uh, you go in a building, you don't want to. You want to sit with your back, you know, maybe against the wall, mm -hmm. as opposed to everybody can come and tap you on your shoulder before yeah. you can see who's tapping you. Wow. You know, that's very irritating. Wow. Uh, don't slip up behind me and put your, you see people do that. Guess who, finger, face, yeah. hand over the eye. Guess yeah. who? Yeah. You probably would have gotten hurt back oh, in the day. Oh, wow. Uh, and, wow. And then it's a kind of an antsy situation even to do that now to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Little things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Noisy restaurants. I used to avoid them. I can't eat and all that noise. Mm. It's irritating. People mm. just, yow, 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 just chattering and chattering noise. It's like. You know, you, you wonder about that. Yeah. Uh, little things that probably wouldn't irritate the average person. Yeah. Uh, kids in a restaurant maybe running around, children in the stores even running around, uh, disorderly parents can't take. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm highly, in, it's incinerating for me. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Even more then yeah. than now because I've found a way to kind of turn the damper down a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so tell me, what gave you the strength to take all of these these things, like you said, that you're going through, and you decide to put it on paper? How did you make that decision? Because a lot of people, you know, veterans struggle with all these things. They don't talk about it. You know, they don't try to resolve it. But it seems like for you, one way that you have within yourself is by putting it on paper. Right. When did you come to that determination? I guess I've always been able to write a little. Uh and articulate. You, I mean, you're very articulate. So. Thank you. Well, you know, pick my fight. Mm -hmm. You know, I pick my fight, the things that I would want to write about. And I never thought about it, per se. You know, mm -hmm. I just write. And that's it. You know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when I started doing it, I realized that, yeah, I feel good when I get through with it. Yeah. You know, so I did one piece, and hey, it felt great. You know, feel some remember. relief, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm totally involved. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 100% effort. Mm -hmm. I'm doing that. So basically, 
it was a accidental discovery. Mm. You know, I did a piece and there it was. Uh, my first piece that I did was called PTSD Blues. And it goes back to when I finally, well, when I first discovered Mm -hmm. and was diagnosed uh, by the VA that I had PTSD. Mm -hmm. And then I got involved in this uh, group, PTSD group. And uh, that was uh, eye-opening. Yeah. And, of course, to see what I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. you know? And for the first time, then I realized that I was not crazy. Yeah. Um, that uh, the way I was feeling was what others like myself have felt, mm. you know, we've had the combat experience. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking at one of the excerpts mm -hmm. and it looks like it's um, a series of thoughts mm -hmm. of different aspects of what you've had to deal with, with, like mm -hmm. I said, very vivid imagery. Mm -hmm. One of them says a life he cannot undo. Mm, says a combat soldier with PTSD is a dream untrue but the reality of a life he cannot undo. That is so um, profound, poetic. Uh, talk a little bit about what you want people to come away with even after hearing that. Hmm. What I want the people to understand is that uh, war takes its toll. War takes its toll on people, uh, on individuals, any person, really. Okay. Yes. Uh, that's, that's what I want you to know. So once you've done it, it's there. It's there forever. You, yeah, you, yeah. Can't, you can't erase it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like chalk marks on the board where you can erase them easily. Mm -hmm. uh, these are more like footprints in the cement. You mm -hmm. know, you, you're stuck with it. Stuck with it. You're stuck with it, and you have to learn how to, to deal with it. Yeah, navigate know? it. Yeah, yeah you got to get around mm -hmm. it. But uh, don't let folk fool you by saying, forget it, yeah. try to pacify you. Yeah. Uh, the war was years ago. Yeah, you know, you survived. Be grateful. Go. Yeah, let you it know, go. Go to the veteran celebration and you'll be okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. Be fine. It's now, so much more than that. So much yeah. more. Yeah. One piece that I did, and thanks for bringing that one up. I, that was one of my better pieces. I like that. Mm -hmm. One piece that I did in here that's interesting, if you want to hear about it, mm -hmm. go to... Invisible luggage. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I see a combat fighter firing off his weapon. Okay. He's in the heat of the battle. I see a tank behind him. Okay. Oh my God, they're spraying fire. Looks like in the background. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. Yeah. And uh, this is a piece where I, I decided to take the symptoms of PTSD mm -hmm. and then put it in the poetic form and using all of the symptoms. Mm. You know? So that's why this one is so important to me. Uh, I explain what PTSD is. I'm not a clinician, but I know there are words that explain what the condition is and how it affects. Yeah. So that's why I did this piece. If you had time, I'd love to uh, read this one myself. Please, by all means. All right, let's take a, take a whirl at it. Love this picture. All right, invisible luggage. Invisible luggage. The combat warrior at Warrior's End must give up a way of life he has become comfortable in. He puts away the tools of war and says goodbye to a friend. He marches off the battlefield, torn between a life he has come to know in search of a life he has forgotten. 
Finally, his journey seems to end. He's back home again. He puts his duffel bag down, sighs deeply, and looks around. Unaware of fate's sleight of hand, he picks up an invisible suitcase of emotions. The case is packed, but not with socks, shirts, or underwear. The combat warrior's troubles are in there. At first, he didn't feel the weight, and he has no idea of what's on his plate. Recurrent, intrusive, distressing thoughts, night terrors, flashbacks, alienation, isolation and avoidance of people, emotional numbing, survival guilt, anger and rage, difficulty concentrating or remembering, hypervigilant behavior and exaggerated startle response. The fact of PTSD does not let the combat warrior put the suitcase down in a corner and walk away. The baggage the combat warrior carries is the evil genie in a bottle. Somehow, some way, day by day, within God's will, the warrior must find a way to unpack invisible luggage. Wow. Powerful. Very, very powerful. And I can see it still very much a raw emotion, even as you read it. I can feel that it's something that you deal with. People don't see, you know, that because they see the person that is the professional, you know, the businessman, but there is invisible luggage there. Absolutely. You carry with you, know, you don't know yeah. how to unpack. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about God, you know, in the sense of all this, because a lot of this you can't get through without the help of God. First of all, he allowed you to go through it, but he allowed you to come out. But how has your relationship with God helped you to even deal with this? Um, that's a key point. Great question, because before PTS Group, which started for me in uh, 2010, maybe, mm -hmm. been in group ever since. Mm -hmm. Before that, God was all I had. Yeah. That was what held me together. Mm. That's what kept me... From uh, falling apart. Huh? From falling yeah. apart and yeah. being what I have dubbed in... And a lot of these poems that you'll find it as a recurring theme. Yeah. I am and people like me who yeah. have the facade as people say, well, well they, they look perfectly fine. Exactly. On the exterior. But I dub I am a functional dysfunctional. Mm. Wow. So, mm -hmm. You know, it's like some folk are alcoholics and but they do well. Yeah. But yet they're alcoholics. Yes, and they always be alcoholics, mm -hmm. so not to make light of that situation, right, right, exactly. but just trying to uh, pull a parallel here off. Yeah. But uh, I call us functional dysfunctional. Oh. And, and, and that's that's a point, too. Mm -hmm. A lot of us. Veterans. That are yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I go back to that 50-year era. That was our war. That's my war mm -hmm. that I draw from. When we were working. We put ourselves into our work, mm hundred -hmm. percent. Yes, sir. So then you don't have time. A lot of the guys working in the factories around mm -hmm. here, uh, you probably heard them say, "Well, I got to go in. I got to work a double." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then everyone's, "I got to work a triple." Right. But when is this guy going home? He doesn't care. Right. He doesn't need to go home. He mm -hmm. needs to work. To so keep he his stays. Mind. Not somebody say he's money hungry. Right. 
but it's self-fulfilling if I'm still doing so. Mm. You know, I don't need to come home. My mind does not need to be free. Mm. You know, uh, what they say, uh, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. Yes, sir. Your mind does not need to be idle. You know, so if you can fill it with things, mm -hmm. you can operate. Yeah. You know, you can you can be functional. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say we are functional dysfunctionals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we learn how to do it. You know, we, we, we learn how to operate. Yeah. My hats are off to you, sir. I loved interviewing you today because these are some things that I never really knew about you. I've worked with you over the years mm -hmm. in different aspects. You've always been a consummate professional. You've always just been on point. Again, I would have never known this had I not saw or read through the book or heard your experience. So I commend you for, you know, still surviving because you are a survivor Absolutely. and doing well and thriving. You're, you're thriving. And I really believe this book is going to reach so many people who need to know that there is help at the end of the tunnel, that they're not alone and that there are, you know, ways to overcome. And this is one way by putting sword to pen. Mm, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Thank so, you for that. Uh, May I jump in here? Yes, yes. Uh, a word you use, survivor. Yeah. I just love the way this thing is turning into its own thing. <laughs> survivor. Look yes, for sir. PTSD survivor. That looks like yes, that's in five. Page five. Yes, sir. It's at the beginning. Let me go over there and do page five. Let's take a look at that. And this is a standard picture I've seen before ah. with the gun and the shoes and the hat on top. Nah. But it implies that someone passed away. But yet, the title says, Survivor. Survivor. Yes. PTSD survivor. Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. We're the walking dead. Mm, wow. Yeah, we're the walking dead. Now, I'd love to do this one. Okay. Go ahead. Yes, sir. PTSD survival. Take it because you stirred it up for me. <laughs> I have a familiar story, tainted with blood, guts, and glory. I'm not looking for the approving nod. Nor do I expect a room to applaud. No, I'm not the only one. There are others. We are PTSD survivors. We meet with each other regularly, seated in a half moon around the room, facing the dock, our brother's keeper. He is one of us, and from the first to the last in the room, he has earned our trust. One by one, we stick our hands in fire, taking our turn to experience the emotional burn. We are not forced to, but encouraged to pull back the cover on our hidden trouble. In an ocean of emotions, we go fishing, baiting our own hook. Hopefully we catch what PTSD took. Nobody told the combat warrior that the emotional numbness used in the killing fields would become an emotional minefield exposed to the detonation during peacetime. So it is our destiny to march, a state of heightened vigilance, serving a self-imposed extended tool. Glory be to God and thanks to Doc, our brother's keeper. We have been given tools that make us emotional technicians. We learn to push our own buttons and turn our own knobs secure in the fact that all situations are neutral. Wonderful. So that's pretty much how we do it. Yeah, yeah. And that doc that I mentioned. Yes, sir. 
is Dr. Mitchell Young. Mm. He was a professor mm -hmm. out at NLU. Okay. He retired, I think, probably about six, seven years ago. Yeah. He was our facilitator in our PTS group. Yeah. And he's also part of the group that I'm a part of at the Chenault Aviation Museum out here yeah. in Monroe. Monroe. Yes, sir. Excellent, excellent. I do want to uh, bring up this point. Again, sure. this is a wonderful book, and you did all of it yourself. Absolutely. Self-published. You Self -published. edited it yourself. Everything. everything. So this is your baby. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't you hear it crying? Yeah, I do. I hear the baby crying. Because, you know, I'm trying to get you to sell the baby all over the world. <laughs> and the first thing you told me was, no. No. <laughs> no. No. Eventually. Yes, sir. Eventually. Yes, sir. Uh, good news do travel. It does. It does. Well, it will get out. Yeah, it will. It, it will. will get out. And, and, and probably... Uh, I will initiate it, yeah. but not right now. Yeah, not right now. And I understand right that. And, and the more you talk about this, I get why. I know you told me you wanted to meet everyone that purchases the book right now. You want to be able to look them in the eye, you know, shake their hand. Yeah. I thought that was very admirable. But you want to share that experience. You want that connection to sure. something that you have, you know, put your heart and soul in. So right. I understand that. But if someone is interested in purchasing the book, how could they get a copy? Through me. Okay. So what's Through your contact? Me. How can they contact you? Well, you, you can uh, call me. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that. 318-680-1691. Or you can email at art, A-R-T, at radiopeople.com. Very good. Now, are you open for people to maybe bring you in to come talk to their different groups about this book and your experience? Are, are you open to that challenge, traveling? Yes, I am open. Okay. All right. I've, I've had several offers. Okay. Uh, in and out of state. Gotcha. Yeah, we're just getting started. started. We're just getting started. Do you yeah. need an agent? You know, Mr. Edwards, you know, I'm pretty good, you know? Well, I... <laughs> I can imagine that you are. You got me here. I know. <laughs> yes, you, sir. Yes, sir. You got me here, so uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure you'd be effective. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I'm uh, just, I'm just joking with you, but mm -hmm. I, I just really see this taking off, and really, you know, it's like a ministry. I see it touching lives in ways that you can't even begin to imagine. So mm. I'm just very proud of you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your, you know, dedication to our country and what you've done. And the sacrifices you made, I really, truly appreciate that. And uh, I wish you well with this endeavor. And I think this is just the beginning. I feel like there's so much more you want to tell, so much more you want to do. Oh, yeah. I'm working on on the From Sword to Pen, Volume 2. Volume 2. Wow. And tell us again, how old are you, Mr. Edwards? Do you mind Not at all. 71. 71. 71. 71. And, and you're just getting started. Just getting started. <laughs> Isn't God wonderful? He is wonderful. He is good. He is I tell awesome people God. all the time, yes. I'm never surprised at what God does, Yeah. yeah. but I'm always uh, astounded by how he does how it. How he does it. Aye, aye. Yeah. Yes, always. Yes, yes, yes. But initially, let me say this mm -hmm. before we wrap it up. I okay. don't know how close we are to that, but yes, initially, my market is combat veteran yeah i would think so See, that's my market that's mm -hmm. that's why i wrote the book mm -hmm. now of course i can share with anybody because uh you know uh ptsd uh, basically anyone who's had a trauma yes you know can suffer from ptsd mm -hmm. but i just feel like and i think i'm right on target with that ptsd in combat veterans 
you know, it's pretty severe. Yes. You know, and yes, it, it's quite prevalent with us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and I am us. Yes. You know, yes. I am the combat veteran. Mm -hmm. But I want to share that with as many combat veterans as possible. Yes. Sir. And then sometimes, let's say a family member, mm -hmm. you know, can be edified, you know, oh, yeah. uh, with this book. Exactly. Because they can understand that family member that, that, uh, that might suffered. have served, mm -hmm. you see. Now you can find out everything if you've always wanted to ask him or her and was afraid to. Yeah. Read the book, then yeah. you'll know how to approach it. Yes, yes, yes. That's another reason that, that I wrote it. I uh, it. It's pain medicine for me yeah, and pain that. medicine for any combat veteran especially with ones that has PTSD. Yeah, yeah, it truly is. And as I told you, the imagery on the outside of the book and inside is so interesting. I could really see kids being drawn to it too because it mm -hmm. looks like a lot of the games that they're playing. Yeah. And so definitely, you know, be open. And I know you are. You said some kids mm -hmm. have already kind of been interested in the book too, so there could be a market mm -hmm. for, you know, younger people as well because they right. also need to know about this too. Right, right. And I don't think, uh, yeah, kids could do it. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's, but and they're so aware these days. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're at a they very, are. very young age. Yes. Uh, and it's nothing in there that's so bloody and gory that yeah. they cannot read it. Though it's fully color illustrated. It is. And that will hold their attention. It will hold it. But it's the, the literary choices that you make in it, the poetry. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. It, it is a teacher's dream. Yeah, I mean, it can be used in so many different ways mm -hmm. beyond mm -hmm. just the context of, right. you know, right, the information. Right, right. So. Oh, Just yeah. really, really good. Hats off to you. Thank Hats you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. All right. I enjoyed it. I'm still enjoying it. And like I say, I'm working on the From Sword to Pen, Volume 2. Volume 2. In store soon. Soon. <laughs> soon. All right. Soon. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Arthur Edwards, for being with us today. I have learned so much about you and your experiences. And um, for all of our listeners, I hope you truly enjoyed our podcast today. And this is another gym in Northeast Louisiana that it is my privilege to tell you about. Please contact him if you want to know more information or to purchase his book. And until this time next week, be blessed. <laughs>